This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, February 16th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. 30 million acres CRP. Produce harvest boxes. Conaway backs H2C fix. Farm workers and pesticides. And USTR nominees. House Farm Bill could take CRP to 30 million acres. The new Farm Bill that the House Agriculture Committee's drafting would significantly increase the acreage cap on the Conservation Reserve Program. The 2014 Farm Bill slashed CRP from 32 million acres down to 24 million. But Representative Colin Peterson, the committee's senior Democrat, says the draft bill would raise the CRP cap to 30 million acres. The acreage increase will be paid for by capping CRP payment rates at 80% of county rental rates and other changes in CRP rules. Peterson said we're going to get 30 million acres through reforms. Peterson says President Trump's budget included the CRP payment cap at his recommendation. Peterson said that was in the budget because it went down to Purdue and convinced them to put it in there. Conaway Mole's test of Purdue's harvest boxes. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue's proposal to convert half of food stamp benefits to food boxes has come under broad criticism. But House Agriculture Chairman Mike Conaway tells AgriPulse that he's considering putting language in the Farm Bill to authorize a pilot project to test the concept. Conaway said, I have a lot of respect for Sonny Purdue and his ideas. Conaway still eyeing March to move the new Farm Bill. But he says he's got to be sure that there will be time on the House floor to debate the bill, and he also must assure the GOP leadership that the bill has enough votes to pass the full House. The Senate Agriculture Committee a little farther behind Conaway's schedule, but Chairman Pat Roberts says his staff will start meeting with committee members on the bill after the week-long recess that is coming up. Conaway okay with new H2C provisions. Conaway says he believes the changes to the farm worker provisions in the House immigration bill that we told you about yesterday should make the legislation workable for agriculture. The latest version of the bill, drafted by House Judiciary Chairman Bob Goodlett of Virginia, eases some requirements for legalizing existing workers. Among the changes, farmers will have up to a year to certify the current workforce under the proposed new H-2C visa program. The previous version of the bill gave farms only six months and didn't allow them to pre-certify workers. Conaway says the new version is less onerous. The National Milk Producers Federation, whose members get little benefit from the existing H-2A program, supports the amended bill. It is currently the only vehicle to address the severe agriculture worker shortage facing our industry. That's the word of Jamie Castaneda, senior vice president of the group. The United Fresh Produce Association, whose members make extensive use of H-2A, says there are still, quote, opportunities to make improvements to the Goodlatte bill. Now, keep in mind, it's far from clear what's going to happen in Congress on the immigration issue. The Senate this week was unable to move any bill addressing the Dreamers and border security. Senate Majority Whip John Cornyn says it's possible that a compromise measure could be added to the omnibus spending bill that Congress will take up next month. But if that happens, the bill almost certainly won't include a farm worker provision. House members seek 199A fix. 
Representatives David Young of Iowa and Rick Crawford of Arkansas getting colleagues to sign on to a letter urging House and Senate leaders to find a compromise fix to the tax benefit for co-ops that's in the new tax law. The draft letter says the Section 199A provision unfairly distorts the marketplace with the potential to reduce competition, directly harm small and independent businesses, and increase consolidation in the agriculture industry. EPA watchdog doubts data on farmworker pesticide exposure. EPA's Inspector General says the agency doesn't have the ability to collect comprehensive data on farmworker exposure to pesticides. And without such data, EPA can't measure the impact of new farmworker protection regulations, that according to the Inspector General. Adding that the adequate training materials were not available when EPA began training state officials at the end of 2016. The IG recommends EPA establish a system to collect and track pesticide exposure incidents among workers who would be subject to the new standards. But EPA says it doesn't have the legal authority to do so. CFTC Analyzing Wren's Market USDA is enlisting the help of the Commodity Futures Trading Commission in analyzing concerns about speculation in the market for biofuel credits, or RINs. CFTC studied the market at the request of EPA and didn't find any evidence of fraud. However, CFTC Chairman Chris Giancarlo told the Senate Agriculture Committee that the EPA data wasn't of sufficient quality to properly assess the fairness of the market. The CFTC has agreed to have its economists further analyze the RENS market at the request of Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue, according to Giancarlo. Bill Northey's nomination to be the USDA Undersecretary for Farm and Conservation Programs is currently blocked in the Senate because of refiners' complaints about REN prices. Finance Committee clears two USTR nominees. The Senate Finance Committee has advanced two nominees for the understaffed U.S. Trade Representative's Office, that Dennis Shea to be Deputy USTR at the WTO, and C.J. Mahoney as the Deputy for China and the Western Hemisphere, where he will be key in NAFTA negotiations. USTR Bob Lighthizer said we look forward to the Senate confirming both of these extraordinarily well-qualified nominees as quickly as possible. No administration has ever had to wait this long for its first Senate-confirmed deputy, USTR. USDA long-run forecast sees soybean growth. USDA's new long-term agriculture projections say that commodity prices are likely to remain relatively low for the next several years. But the department says there will be some marked shifts in acreage. Strong global demand for soybeans will persuade farmers to plant more soybeans than corn. And lower feed costs are expected to induce livestock producers to expand their herds. Meanwhile, consumption of beef, pork, and poultry projected to rise from roughly 218 pounds per person in 2017 to 222 pounds by 2027, levels not seen since the Great Recession. Per capita usage of meat and poultry fell to 199 pounds in 2014. That's the lowest level since 1991. Here's today's He Said It. I view user fees as a tax on farmers and ranchers and growers and all the people who depend on you to make sure their risk management strategy is protected. 
that Senate Agriculture Chairman Pat Roberts addressing CFTC Chairman Chris Giancarlo. Roberts ruled out a proposed user fee to increase the agency's budget by $31.5 million. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, February 16th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.